Hello everybody, my name is uh, Andy and uh, you're listening to GeekCast, a podcast that's uh, 1k no see. Um, we're two guys chatting uh, the site all that is good on uh, geek stuff and uh, who's the other guy? Um, hello Zach. Hello Andy, it's good to be here for our very first episode of GeekCast. So should we give it any kind of backstory here about what this is and how we've kind of come to this i know we've not really talked about this question before sure we should we can we we could we yeah, so, we, we, can, we can do it these days <laughs> yeah well basically it's two guys in their 30s who have an affinity for all things geeky nerdy that's where they find themselves naturally We've done a podcast before. We thought, oh, should we take ownership of it ourselves and do something ourselves for us? We both said yes. And so here we are, Geekcast episode number one. It's almost as if this is something we enjoyed doing and we were like, yeah, let's keep doing it. (coughs) Yes, so this is basically where we talk um, games that we played, stuff that we've watched, and generally what's happening in geek culture. And uh, first things first, we have games we played. Games we played. This is uh, see, we didn't do a we didn't do any other categories in the other podcast that we did. So 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 I'm, I don't want to say this too hastily, but I think this is probably my favourite category of things we always do. Games games we've played is always probably my highlight. So um, yeah, I'm glad that we've kept it. I'm also glad we've added some new stuff in that we don't normally talk about, but definitely glad that we've kept. Well, you see, for lovely listeners back home, it used to be very, very game focused in all all games, and we kind of caught ourselves talking about, you know, stuff we've watched as well. So we're like, well, yeah. Anyway, games, games we played. Well, as no surprise to anyone or at least anyone in the gaming world, most people playing this game have played this game. <laughs> um, so, uh, Elden Ring is the game I've been playing. Um, what do I think so far? It is one of the best games I've probably ever played. Whoa, that is a statement and a half. Yeah. Um from just the level design, the way they put together like all these kind of different paths, and like you see places you've been before, and like and on where you get to, and you'll have that. They all, they do so such a good job of creating the oh I've just been there, and oh I understand how I got there, and where the shortcut is, and I understand that that shortcut leads to the place I was before, and you mm. just find yourself just pause when going. Hmm, I get that. That's really clever. I really mm. like that it makes the world feel way more alive because it feels more like a natural human experience of exploration rather than just like, here's a corridor followed by another corridor followed by another corridor. And guess what? There's another, another corridor. corridor. That one. Um, or like just a big open space with nothing in it. Mm. Um, where this is like a very densely populated spaces with linear elements to it but the linear elements are always interwoven so it feels like you're naturally exploring rather than just going down the one route you can take because quite often there'll be two or three different paths you can take 
Yeah. And you might go down one and realise it's not the, the right way, then go down the second one that opens a shortcut that leads you back to the first one. You're like, oh, that loops around there, so you can shortcut this way and then that way, but you have to go down the second path before the first path to realise that that's what it did. And it's just... And that's just the world okay. design. Mm. That's not even thinking about the boss design. Now, obviously, Elden Ring's are from software games, so the bosses are there to make you wish you'd never bought Elden Ring. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say make you wish you'd never born... No, no, not quite not, that bad. Not that bad? Um, this is definitely the most approachable game that they've done in terms of there's lots of tools to help you against difficult boss fights, against difficult circumstances. Um, and there's always just levelling up, just going away and levelling, over-levelling and being really powerful. And the game, when you feel over-powerful in a, in a game like Elden Ring, it feels good because these bosses are designed to just beat you into the ground. So when you go into a boss arena and beat them into the ground, it feels so satisfying um win. and yeah so, like so it's win. just it's just been a pleasure it has been a pleasure to play it if you if anyone out there has not picked up elden ring or was on the fence about elden ring um especially if you've not played a from software game before so you're not used to dark souls or demon souls or um bloodborne if they if you didn't ever touch them because you thought they'd be too hard or that's not kind of you prefer a more relaxed approach to gaming so it's something you do to chill out um Elden Ring might still not quite be that, but if you're ever on the fence and if you like mm. open world games, you have some spare cash sitting around and you think that you could put up with maybe getting beat in the first hour in the early game, then I would say check it out. Like give, give it a shot. It's definitely worth it. Even if you don't get past the first area, it will, you could, I've only just reached the second area of the game and I've already spent 40 hours in the game. Whoa. And so value for money wise, even if you never get past the first mm. boss, because it's open world, there's plenty of other stuff to do and see in the world than just beat bosses. Yeah, um, I have heard loads of people yeah. say this game is hard. Yeah, it, it is hard for sure. It, mm. um, so so you got to that into account. But if you if 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 you are on the fence, I would like to tip you into the you should check it out side of that fence. Also, as with most of these games. We're not. We're never a million miles away from a game sale. So the summer, summer's coming That's up true. soon. There'll be sales in the summer. I expect to see Elden Ring on sale, maybe five, ten pounds off. Definitely worth, definitely worth it at that point. Um, so if you're not sure, yeah. hold off, hold on till summer, and it'll probably be some silly price. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so I'm going to go for something a little bit different to the norm. Last time we spoke, Zach, uh, I talked about borrowing my brother's uh, Oculus Quest headset. Indeed. Um, we've taken the plunge, we've brought our own headset, and so we've kind of gone a bit nuts of installing bits and pieces. And I guess it's the classic VR, it's one of the classic VR games, uh, Beat Saber. Mm. Oh my word, I'd probably look terrifyingly silly kind of waving my arms around and ducking my head down and just waving from side to side in the middle of my lounge but you know what i don't care it's a little bit well so you have games like just dance like yeah you dance in front of a tv screen beat saber basically you're pretending you're holding basically two lightsabers they're not lightsabers they're sabers because this is not a star wars game folks uh but they are lightsabers 
and you've got to hit them. You've got to hit the blocks in the right direction at the right time as they come towards you and duck and move around objects that come your way. I've only played the demo so far, but it's only a matter of time until I crack and actually shell out a bit more cash for it. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever heard really good things about Beat Saber. Apparently it's very addictive because it's very fun, very frenetic. Mm. Um, I think the way they do the difficulty is, as well is supposed to be really good in terms of like yeah. the more you play at the easy levels, you find yourself getting into it. And then obviously the difficulty scales quite well in terms of like making it more difficult and challenging, but not too challenging that you can't achieve it, which is mm. what keeps you playing longer because you're like, oh, I'm so close to being better or good enough to move on to the next difficulty or to move on to the next challenge. Um all about looking like an absolute wally in your front room because <laughs> well you know it's a game that gets you moving yeah like, absolutely you know it's kind of just it's a bad thing right change position to be in because we're moving from one podcast to another one and they're kind of this is the first episode of this podcast but this has been something we've been talking about for a while continuation andy has been trying to finish jedi fallen order for forever and the part of the reason he takes so long to do it is because he plays with his daughter so it's her pace, not his. I'm basically not, not that would make him any faster. Yeah, and and not that you would go particularly faster than than if she wasn't with you exploring at the same time and and guiding her through it. And I imagine taking turns and looking at every single little thing because that's you know you're both huge Star Wars fans, yeah. which is which and is. And I've amazing. got to admit, I I do get lost quite a bit, and well, yeah, yeah. On that note. Zepho, there's I'm basically back there. Second trip, I think I've finished the second temple on the way back to the ship. I am so lost, man. I don't have a clue where I'm going. Well, no, I now have a clue because I finished playing it and then I actually broke it down inside my head. And yeah. it's like, well, actually, I'm back in that in pretty much the same place as I yeah. once was, so I can go back to where also- I've been before. Double back myself. From what I remember, they do a really good 3D map. I remember the map being good and useful. Yes. Yes, but when you are that lost and it's like, I need to get over <laughs> the there. The map would help but, you. Yeah. Well, I can't I get, get over there. there. And yeah. It's usually in, in Fallen Order. What ability have I just unlocked? That's the ability they want you to use to get back to wherever it is that they're stopping you from getting back the same way you Ooh. approached. Ooh. Yeah, so. I've got a funny feeling I'm going to be cheating. Well, not doing well, not cheating, but not doing what I'm meant to be doing in order to get back to the ship this time. Can't you? And you, you can't just fast travel back to the ship, right? No, there's no flipping fast travel. Why is there no fast travel? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the fact there's no fast. Yeah. Well, it does kind of steer you towards exploration more. Mm. That's, a, that's a, and this is a bit of a tangent going back to Elden Ring. Lots and lots of fast traveling points in Elden Ring, but I never ever feel like I have to if I don't want to. And it's okay. really nice that it's in there. Mm. So I, I, I think with an open world game the size of Elden Ring, fast travel makes sense. But for a smaller, more linear story based game like Jedi like Fallen Order, if they put fast travel in there, you'd miss a lot. Yeah. Because you just, you would have just traveled the spot to the ship as soon as you Yeah, I would have just right? gone, yeah, as yeah. soon as I yeah. did whatever heck I was meant to, I'd just fast travel back and I would, yeah. I would be on the next level or wherever I end up being really cool. So I can't remember. Zepho is 
the planet where you land and they're immediately attacked by stormtroopers in like a hangar, right? Is that Zepho? I'm trying to remember what happened. Yeah, you kind of come. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically the first, it's one of the first planets you go to and then you go back again later. You do, um, yeah, because there's another, another temple you can't get to, right? Yeah. When you first go there. Yeah, I think there's a few temples. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, the, the bottom line is it, I am so lost. Well, I got so lost. There is I worked that it really out confusing and I can't inside act on it. So, TV. This is new for this podcast. We talked gaming previously. TV. What have you been watching this week? Well, I have been watching a few different things, but I wanted to pick something that I'd finished. So that's, that's, that, that's the about. point. We're, we're focusing on one thing, aren't we? Because you yeah, finally probably. caught up. I did catch up. Uh, and, and we'll also do a spoiler warning now for it, but we're going to be talking about uh, Book of Boba Fett, the, the newest Star Wars show on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, Andy watched it as it came out, and I saved it up until it was all out, and then waited a bit and then watched it. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I finally finished it uh, and really enjoyed it. I think, on the whole. Um, you see, yeah. I, I wonder if you watched it the better way round. I, I can imagine it. how not being able to watch it all at the same time would have been frustrating, especially after certain episodes. Mm. Um, the, the one that, I mean, we are getting, we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking not necessarily loads of detail, but we will talk about spoilers. And I want to say that I am about to talk about spoilers, so that, that's your last warning in terms of if you've not watched it yet, go watch it. It's amazing. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll love it. Go watch it. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more. So after Come the Mandalorian episode, five minutes. After the Mandalorian, after the Mandalorian episode, um, I imagine watching that and then having to wait a week to see why the Mandalorian there was a whole because the only thing about the, the episode of the Mandalorian is Boba Fett's not in it at all. So yeah. it's not that. It's weird that the Mandalorian's there because it's not weird at all because they were obviously Boba Fett turned up in the Mandalorian mm. season two. Um, so it's completely normal for the, it to start focusing on the Mandalorian a little bit to introduce him into how the stories kind of converge ready for Mandalorian season three. Because mm. um, I imagine they were going to, they were obviously going to turn up as recurring characters in that series as well. Um, so they had to kind of, the paths had to cross over at some point, but oh, have yeah. a whole episode where he, it's all about his story and Boba Fett nowhere to be seen. And the last time you saw Boba Fett was a cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like, true. It was like they, they were making that decision about what they were going to do and whether they were going to get help because they were about to be attacked. And then cue Mandalorian for a whole episode. And you did get people frustrated online when that happened. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, you know, as, as soon as I started to look at the series as The Mandalorian season 2.5 and mm. almost like a episode of The Mandalorian kind of elongated over six to seven episodes or however long it was. I was yeah. like, actually, an episode of The Mandalorian, you have something going down on the planet, Mandalorian comes along, stuff happens, big fight. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff ends and that was basically the plot line to the book of boba fett except wheels for is a tv show about boba fett well and 
the thing was, I think maybe they could have named it something else because ultimately, mm. um, let's not forget Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. Mm. <laughs> or at least a mm. bounty hunter, I guess. He's technically not Mandal... It's complicated because technically Mando's not Mandalorian either because neither of them are the original well, race from Mandalorian, the planet Mandalorian. Because he's the guy but... with the Darksaber. Uh, they both have Mandalorian armor, I guess. And, and so, technically speaking, just because we we in our heads now because they've done such a great job of it think the Mandalorian is only Mando well actually no Mandalorian is like a huge kind of the Mandalorians are a huge race of people from the planet of Mandalore and like they're bounty hunters and they're there you know so it's not weird for either one to be focused on more than the other Mm. or for either one to show up in relation to the other but you're right in the in a series that was pitched as this is about Boba Fett's next step on his journey. Well, if you boil down to what happens to him and how they show it, you could have put his story in like two episodes and the rest was all just either Mandalorian stuff or just stuff that didn't matter, which was a frustra- which was kind of probably the more frustrating thing was, like, you know, it, there, was, there was, and then obviously we got to talk about Luke Skywalker and, Atoshka showing mm. up again and, and I think this is just groundwork for the other things in the future it wasn't necessarily pushing the narrative of the Boba Fett storyline anywhere or really any storyline look at this sandbox of characters we have yeah. we can do whatever the heck we want and throw whatever characters we want in and look at how cool it can all look yeah pretty much um because then there was the whole episode where, where he just built a ship, which was cool. <laughs> but it's just, it's weird because there's just, it felt weird that in the series that was supposed to be about Boba Fett, you spent as much time with the Mandalorian as you did with Boba Fett. Yeah. That, that's why, but then equally, as a Star Wars fan, I love the Mandalorian. So I don't mind that the Mandalorian turned up. I just, they could have called the show something else. Heck, mm. they could have even called the show Mandalorian season three. And I would have been perfectly yeah. fine with that. And like, I would not have minded at all in what we got, in what we saw, if they'd have just called it Mandalorian season three. I'd have been like, that was a really cool season three. Because let's face it, the publicity would have told us what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. So, but super excited for Mandalorian season three. I think. They've nailed down what a Star Wars TV show looks like and the characters that they want to work with. Um, so it makes me just even more excited for what we will obviously talk about on this show, which is the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars series. Um, it's coming soon. Because it just... I'm glad we started I, this before that came out, though. For sure, because I think we will be able to watch it. I'll probably watch it week by week. Um, I'll be too excited not to. So um, that'll cover many episodes, I'm sure, as we do a bit of a deeper dive into each individual episode. Mm. This is just a whistle-stop tour. And basically, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, you need to go watch it. It's amazing. It's really, really good. Lots of really cool nods to different Star Wars-y things. Lots of cool new characters and cool new things we've not seen before. Um, the, the Mandalorian part arc in it, it's nice to get away from Tatooine for a few episodes and do and see something different. Oh. Yes. Well, guess what? Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be on Tatooine as significantly as well. Um, it's funny that they... But they he also gets away. Story and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely, oh, in the trailer, there's definitely clips of him other places in the galaxy. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 just a good, a great time to be a Star Wars fan of any variety, really. And that that the, there's obviously lots of shows on the horizon. It's fantastic news, and really looking forward to yeah to talking more about it with you. And and the book of Boba Fett was just just I'm just trying to enjoy it. I think when I I think you don't want to get too bogged down in like the prequels and the, the new stuff isn't as good as the old stuff and yeah. just enjoy, just enjoy what it, it is, is which is like like compared to most tv shows like these days the quality is significantly better than most other offerings yeah so i just enjoy it because um when i go back and watch older tv shows or other tv shows that aren't done as well you you, you find yourself sitting there going the acting's not as good. The story writing's not as good. The sets don't even look as nice. And it's just like, you can tell how much they care. Look at that moment as well. But that it's all connected really nicely. And it's not just really yeah. The Mandalorian, but all the way back to flipping Clone Wars TV show. It's. Yeah, I, I did. Why well, can't the movies Bubba, do this? The, the Boba Fett show, that's one thing that I really enjoyed about that in particular because. The Mandalorian is not necessarily connected to any other part of Star Wars in and of itself, whereas the Boba Fett show, what well, I think it was in like the first, I think I messaged you and said within the first 30 seconds, you already had Clone Wars clips from like the prequel movies of like the Clone Wars and things, mm. and Jango Fett getting killed and Boba <laughs> Fett still dealing with that and seeing it and witnessing it in the way that he did. Like, that's really cool. Like, I like, it makes him more complex. It makes him more conflicted. Um, no one in the Star Wars TV shows yet, to this point, has is a good or a bad guy. Like mm. they're all very grey area. Like Mandal- the Mandalorian is not necessarily a good guy. Like he's mm. perfectly okay with going out and being a bounty hunter and killing people for a living. Like he, that doesn't bother him at all. Um, so it's it's this. And obviously with Obi Wan Kenobi, we're probably going to see a bit more of a good bad kind of classic Star Wars yeah. narrative. You so the Mandalorian's nice. The like, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So the Mandalorian's fresher be- and feels cooler because it's a more grey area show where you, the characters are more morally complex because it's not just good bad guys versus bad guys. Mm. Which I think is makes it from more interesting as a, was watching the show because you don't know where it's going to... You know less where it's going to go because it's not necessarily going to go just bad versus good. So the good guys win over the bad guys in the way mm. that they always do, which is just by beating them. There can be a bit more complex of storylines, which I which I kind of really enjoy, and I also like that time period the Mandalorian setting more because law wise and narrative wise in the Star Wars wider context, obviously the Empire has fallen at this point, and so the galaxy as a whole is more interesting because there's not an overwhelming power pushing their agenda on the rest yeah. of the galaxy. It's a bit more like interesting to see what's going on. Then, then obviously the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be set in a very fixed point in Star Wars. Although we don't know what Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi did necessarily specifically, the narrative is obviously very fixed in terms of what went before and what comes after. Mm. So, so they can only be so creative with it in a space where we know certain things are fixed. Mm. Whereas Mandalorian can do whatever they want because yeah. we know very little about the time period between episodes six and seven. And even though we know what happens in seven, eight and nine, the way that they did the films meant that they're set in their very specific, they're not galaxy-wide things mm. that happen in those films. They're very specific to like certain Yeah, it's a good couple of decades galaxy. later and it's... Yeah, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's very much, the First Order isn't 
the ruling the whole galaxy like the empire did they're just a mm. very small pocket organization out off an offshoot of the dark side essentially and and the the fallen order and all that and other things so it's like it's not like when you see that that the final kind of three films story you feel like this is a galaxy-wide thing that's happening for everyone yeah whereas yeah. whereas obviously with the empire and episodes four five and six you, they had like, one the empire rules the entire galaxy right they're the bad guys they they mm. rule everything they govern everything so i think it's just a much more interesting setting because it's a bit more free-for-all and mm. yeah characters are a bit more gray and there's not necessarily good versus bad anymore because there's not oh, there's not an e there's not a big evil controlling everything yeah. Um, and there isn't obviously ultimately um, so it's cool so I, re- I really like the time period they picked to set it um, I'm going to be really interested to see where they go in Mandalorian season 3 because it, all signs seem to be pointing towards some kind of restoration of the planet Mandalore and yes. with the Darksaber and, and, and all the kinds of like you know what they went I think the Mandalorian episode with the Darksaber and going back and meeting the other Mandalorians under the, by the way, one of the coolest mm-hmm. scenes is him cool. climbing he down through the, the cityscape. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it actually is called Mandalorian. That episode is actually called Mandalorian. Um, oh, okay. In that case, I'll let you Anyway, off. from as an aside, um, but um, yeah, just seeing his interactions with the Darksaber and then the explanation of like the other Mandalorians that this Darksaber's passed mm. down to the person who has a rightful claim to rule the planet Mandalore and to, to see that, that that's probably the way they're going to go with it will be really interesting yeah yeah and I don't even so I did a bit of reading after because you were like I don't want to tell you because this is explained here and I was like well who are the Inquisitors and, all, and I was asking questions because I haven't watched I've watched all the films and I've watched a bit of the Clone Wars animated show and I've watched the Mandalorian and I've read some of the books that aren't canon anymore, so it doesn't really matter mm. if I read, read them or not. And a few of the comics when they went, Marvel got the rights to comics, so I was super into comics. I read a bit a few of this, the comics there, but I did catch myself upon some of like the extra lore that I wouldn't, I would never have got the time to watch, watch all the stuff. Yeah. Um, because I remember I asked you spoilers again, guys, um, more general Star Wars spoilers, because I asked you what happened to the guy who was in Rebels, the Jedi guy in Rebels, because I, because I, mm-hmm. I read his comic book. Which was when he was a kid and when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But I knew that he grew up to. I know that he dies. I know that they both die actually. Um, mm-hmm. Both the both the Jedi's I, in that in I, 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 I'm not um, confirming or denying anything. But because um, I remember asking you, well, why? What? What's that guy doing at this point? And you were like, oh, I'm not telling you anything. Which is usually a big hint that they obviously died, right? Because otherwise, you'd just say. Um, and I'm not mentioning the names because then we're going to be a bit less spoilery with it. But basically, like, we were, we're getting into the crux of, like, what Jedis are around by the time we get to Boba Fett, essentially. Again, um, no comment. Well, we know that Luke's obviously still oh, Luke's around, obviously around. Atoshka is still around. And obviously, God, Grogu is still being Baby Yoda everywhere. Oh, he didn't take the lightsaber. That just oh, should always take the lightsaber. <laughs> he should have took both. Let's face it. I'm, I, I'm still really conflicted that Luke made him choose between the two. I, I, I get why, but didn't. Well, he's to. just repeating the same mistakes of the uh, Jedi of old. Another section of the podcast 
it goes what we've played, what we've watched, and the news. So a couple and of news stories happening? from the, the geekery, geekerydom. I don't know what we'll call it. The collective world for all things geeky and nerdy out there, I guess. Um, I'll go first because I know what you want to talk about, and I'll let you wrap and up. And I've got after. nothing more. Um, I wanted to quickly mention there that um, CD Projekt Red announced a new Witcher game. Of course. Um, everyone's going out of their minds with it. Um, but the, all they said was it exists. We have no other information for you other than that we are working on it. And it's in Unreal Engine 5. That's it. And then that was the whole post. And that could be any time between now and the apocalypse. I, I would put it four years away, whatever that makes it in four years. That's makes us four years older. There. That's four years plus. However many years they push it back. Yeah, and that's and that's my new story. New Am I being cynical? Am I being realistic? We'll see. Who knows? We'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. My news story is not a news story. It's a rumour. Have you heard the one about the Doctor Who, about who's being cast as the next Doctor? Well, I know because you sent it to me. You sent me a GIF in WhatsApp. I, so I know who, but you know. I didn't. I don't think I knew outside well, it, of like, I had not read it anywhere. Well, all of Twitter was like, it's, it's going to be Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. No, it was, Based on? I have no idea. But it got picked up by news outlets. There's news articles about Hugh Grant being the next Doctor. And to be perfectly blunt, I love the idea of Hugh Grant as the next Doctor. He could do it. I, I, I don't not like it, but not. But based on some of the roles he's done since he did like rom-coms and things like that. So did you see him? Right, this is going to sound weird. He's in, he plays the bad guy in Paddington Bear 2, right? Yes, he does, but I've not seen it. Okay. And the hope for me is in that film, he plays like a washed up kind of like middle-aged kind of does, wants to steal something kind of person. But that's not the cool thing about it. The cool thing about it is he plays like a con man. So he impersonates other characters as his character. Ooh. And it actually like works. He can... he does a really good job of acting weirdly and acting as loads of different characters, female characters, male characters. It's it's bizarre. The whole Paddington 2 is bizarre anyway. But it, my head went there with Doctor, because the Doctor is obviously kind of a bit out there, a bit whimsical in nature. and a bit. But odd. there is a but to um, the story. Okay. That's a very sad but. He's, he's turned he's around not. and said... I don't know where this story came from. Uh, and I just want to let you know that uh, even if he was, um, the amount of NDAs he would have had to sign <laughs> will mean that any interview he gives or any comment he gives until it is officially confirmed officially, he will have to say, oh, I don't have anything to do with Doctor Who. I never even, I don't know. I'm not involved at all. Because this was no clearer like made no clearer than the fact that obviously I don't know if you've seen the like have you seen the latest Spider-Man film? Yes. Oh okay, yes. Okay. Good. Spoilers again, guys. If you've not seen it, where have you been? And how everyone's you in it. But yeah, everyone's in it. But for the, the point I'm making is 
for months and months and months and months and months. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Oh, never, not in it. It was no Photoshop. Yeah, it, it's just not, you know. And then they they appear. They they're obviously in it. So it's like him, Hugh Grant coming out and saying he's not doesn't really mean anything these days. Like actors are made to say that they're not anyway. But I imagine they'll go. No offense to Hugh Grant, and we've had an obviously Peter Capaldi was a, an older mm. doctor. I think they'll go young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I think the stuff that they're in this weird place where at the moment, and this is from someone who didn't watch the latest series because I had no desire. Like, it's just, it, I lost the um for it. I, I fell out of love with Doctor Who at the moment a little bit because the just production value and the stories and the writings just kind of not been great the past few seasons. You're, um, you're not the only person I've, I've heard say that. We can, but um, we can cover that at some. Yeah, and, and but, but ultimately, the idea that Russell T Davis is coming back and they might get a young actor that no one's heard of to be Doctor Who and like, mm. yeah, it. I just it just needs an injection of something different. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a bit more money in production because some of. Hello. But you know the Sony. scene that the, the scene that lost me was the opening scene of the, the newest season when they were flying around on that. Was oh it a, yeah, yeah, and it was cool like them was very... on a bit of metal in front of a green screen. That was very like, CBC, but in a bad way. Yeah, it was. It was pretty poor. And the thing is, and this is yeah. the thing, like the TV market, the TV show market at the moment is a very oversaturated. No one has time to watch everything, and mm. I. There were other things I wanted to watch and time has to be felt like time valued and that the play, the thing that you're watching knows that your time is precious so they put effort into making it mm. and that is not what I felt like after watching an episode of, like the episode of Doctor Who. I was like, this is, like, it's, it's not worth it because ultimately the problem they have with Doctor Who is that if the actor keeps leaving after three or four seasons, then every time there's a new doctor, you're like, yeah, but what's the point in getting invested when they're going to leave in a few seasons anyway? I'm a very aware we're over half an hour through this podcast. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're about to start a 40-minute subject. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically Hugh Grant's not going to be Doctor Who. Probably. And it's going to be me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the next doctor. They might do open casting. You might be able to go along. Oh, cool. You know what? I might. Yeah, you should. Don't know until you try. Anyway, as Andy kindly mentioned, this is turning into a longer than scheduled podcast. Probably because it's the first one. We're probably a bit rusty about of practice. We've not recorded anything. It's been a long time since I've seen you on the side. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, there's moments you, I'm sure you'll cut things and change things and move things around, which is all fine. There's a few gaps here and there. But anyway, because if I don't, we'll just keep going. Guys, this has been episode one of Geekcast. Find us in the links below. If you found us on Twitter, all the links will be below the video. If you found us somewhere else, head on over to Twitter, Geekcast. At Geekcast UK, I think is our uh, handle. Geekcast UK, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, so at Geekcast UK, 
find us there on Twitter. Um, we have other socials as well. If you search for us uh, at Geekcast on Facebook, I guess we'll on Facebook will appear. But the best place to find us is on Twitter, and then on Twitter in our bio after this episode, there'll be links to other places you can find more on Geekcast related things. But not that. There's no links there now, but there will be by the time this happens because I've made Andy. I've said it now, so it's a public declaration. <laughs> but basically, guys, thank you so much if you've tuned in to episode one of Geekcast. We um, yeah, just appreciate anyone who stopped by to listen to us. Um, find more information about us in our bio and in the links below this podcast. And I guess we'll see you all for episode two sometime, probably next week. It's been I'm being nodded at. We'll see you all next week for episode two of Geekcast. And I guess I'll think of a catchphrase, but I don't have one off the top of my head. So I'll just we'll just see you all next time. Have a good week. Ow. Ow.